Merlin the Magician by Roger of Wendover died 6 May 1236. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. In the year of grace 464, the Britons sent messengers into Brittany to Aurelius Ambrosius and his brother Uter Pendragon, who had been sent there for fear of Vortigern, beseeching them to come over from the American country without delay to drive out the Saxons and King Vortigern and take the crown themselves. As they had now arrived at man's estate, they began to make preparation of men and ships for the expedition, which, when King Vortigern heard, he called together his magicians and asked them what he ought to do under the circumstances. They counseled him to build a very strong tower which might serve for the defense of himself and his friends. After passing through several provinces in search of a suitable spot, he came at last to Mount Error, which he conceived was adapted to his purpose. Collecting masons from all parts, he gave directions for the building of the tower, but as soon as they had begun, the earth swallowed up every night what they had done during the day. On his inquiring of the magicians the cause of the failure, they counseled him to seek out a youth without a father, and to sprinkle the mortar and stones with his blood, which would give solidity to the work. Straightway messengers are dispatched into the different provinces in quest of a youth answering to this description. Coming at length to a town, which was afterwards called Carmarthen, they saw two youths quarreling, one with whom, in the heat of his passion, said to the other, why art thou such a fool as to contend with me wilt thou who wast born without any father put thyself on a level with me who both on my father's and mother's side am descended from a line of kings on hearing this the messengers took the youth and his mother and brought them straight away to the king when they stood before the king he began diligently to inquire of the mother who was the father of the lad on which she answered as my soul lives my lord the king once when i was in the chamber of the king of demesia my father there appeared to me a person in the likeness of a most beautiful youth who closely embraced me with many kisses and when he had done to me what it pleased him he suddenly disappeared. This he repeated for a long time, until at length he left me pregnant. No other than he is the father of this boy. Astonished beyond measure at this recital, the king called the youth and asked him his name. After replying that his name was Merlin Ambrosius, he inquired of the king the cause why himself and his mother had been brought into the royal presence, to which King Vortigern answered, My magicians have counseled me to seek after a youth without a father, and to sprinkle my building with his blood, assuring me that it would then stand. Command, said Merlin, thy magicians to come before me, and I will convict them of inventing lies, 
for not knowing what is under the foundation of thy work they thought to satisfy thee by falsehood but call thy workmen my lord o king and command them to dig into the earth and thou shalt discover a pool underneath which is the cause that thy work does not stand which being done it was found exactly as merlin had said whereupon merlin turned to the magicians and said tell me now ye base sycophants what is there lying at the bottom of the pool to this they made no reply on which he turned to the king and said give orders that the pool be drained and thou wilt find at the bottom two hollow stones with two dragons asleep in them on the faith of his words the king commanded the pool to be drained when to the astonishment of all what merlin had assured was found to be the truth in the year of grace 465 hilary sat in the roman chair six years three months and ten days after which it remained vacant for ten days at his request victorinus drew up a cycle of easter extending through five hundred and thirty-two years at that time while king vortigern was sitting by the bank of the pool that had been drained the two dragons came forth one of them was white and the other red as soon as they approached each other they commenced a dreadful combat breathing forth flames the white dragon had the better of the contest and pursued the red one unto the margin of the pool when the latter indignant at the repulse turned on the white dragon and forced him to retire while they were thus fighting the king commanded merlin ambrosius to say what the battle between the dragons meant whereupon bursting into tears and full of the spirit of prophecy he thus began woe to the red dragon for his banishment approaches the white dragon which signifies the saxons whom thou hast invited over shall possess his caverns whereas the red dragon signifies the british people which shall be oppressed by the white dragon his mountains shall be brought low as the valleys and the rivers of the valleys shall flow with blood his religious worship shall be destroyed his churches lie in ruins when at length the oppressed shall prevail and shall resist the cruelty of the strangers for the boar of cornwall shall afford succor and shall tread their necks under his feet the isles of the ocean shall be subdued by his might and he shall possess the forests of the gauls the house of romulus shall tremble at his rage and his end shall be doubtful his praise shall be sounded among the nations and many shall obtain their bread by narrating his exploits etc etc having uttered this prophecy to the admiration of all present the king requested him to tell him what he knew respecting his own fate to which merlin replied flee if thou canst the fire of the sons of constantine for they will conquer the saxon people and shut thee up in the town of genorium and burn thee the faces of the saxons shall be red with blood and having slain hengist aurelius ambrosius shall be crowned king the very next day aurelius ambrosius landed with his brother uterpendragon 
and a vast multitude of warriors the dispersed britons flocked together under him and in a convocation of the clergy made him their king he first devoted himself with all his ability to the restoration of the churches from their ruins he was munificent in his gifts exact in the observation of his religious duties singularly modest a lie he detested beyond everything he was formidable on foot and more so on horseback and endued with all the qualities of a commander with such virtues his fame had spread among the nations End of Merlin the Magician by Roger of Wendover